but he's just he's a really good guy just transparent i don't know what else to say yeah it's it kind of goes back to that whole thing it's not what you do it's how you do it and if you if you do something well you're you're excited to teach other people you know and and as anglers we all have things we do well we have things we don't do well and reese is so confident in the things he does he's happy to share it and i really appreciated it i had some great insight from him yep i couldn't agree more and just really really happy and excited to be able to talk to him um like you said, he was traveling, so some of the audio was um, not not ideal. But you know what? That's that's the life. That's the life of an angler. He's on the road. He's on his way back from Gunnersville. So I'm not mad at him. No. Yeah. Not at all. And I mean, I would love to fish Gunnersville. Yeah. So thanks again to Reese, and I uh, hope you guys enjoy this uh, podcast. That's a good fish. The Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail Podcast. Hey everyone, you're here listening to the Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail Podcast, the Strictly Sail and Kayak Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail Podcast, and uh, we're here with Greg Schutman and Reese Stoughton. How's it going, guys? It's going pretty, pretty good. good, Billy. How are you? Yeah, I'm going good. How are you, Reese? I'm doing well. Yeah, Reese. Reese is on his way back from Gunnersville. Uh, he has his he has his dad uh, behind the wheel, and he's in the co-pilot seat. So anyone that knows that Reese is driving, don't be worried about his safety. And uh, I should probably just start this podcast off uh, with with the truth. And the truth is that uh, I forgot to hit record. <laughs> We, we've been talking for about 15 minutes and I never hit record. So sorry about that guys. It's okay. Just a test run. Greg, what have you been up to? Um, not much. Just, uh, I fished a tournament today, uh, with the fishers of men. It's kind of a, like a central Ohio kayak trail. And I was fortunate enough. I got a, got a win today. I, I put 87 inches on the board. Uh, it's one of my bigger bags of the year so far. And it's really windy out there, but other than that, just uh, getting ready for Delaware, and I'm really, really excited to uh, hear uh, Reese tell us about how he crushed us all last week down at uh, Acton and Cowan. It's crazy to think that it was a week ago. It really, it really doesn't. Reese, I want to get your thoughts on it. It really doesn't seem like it was a week ago. It seems like so much longer. Yeah, it's. Uh... Like I said before, it, there's just been a lot of fishing that's happened since then. Uh, and, like, I don't know. I don't know what everybody's seeing up there, but I feel like the fishing is starting to change. Fish are starting to move up more. And, like, I feel like that's going to be the last real, like, true pre-spawn tournament that we really got to fish on the trail this year. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I saw some guys go out over the weekend, um, th- you know, this weekend, of course, a week after your big win. and yeah, they were catching some big, definitely spawning fish. So it's gonna be it's gonna be spawning bass and then post spawn from here on out. I would completely agree. Um, and you're you're up here. You you were up here, Greg. Um, were, were you catching uh, spawning bass pre spawn, post spawn? I most of mine were still pre. Um, I was on a, a big flat, uh, and I wasn't up on the bank. I was in probably 
anywhere between two and five feet of water, which I, I love staying in that, that range. I did try to flip and I think some guys were catching them real shallow on beds, but I always try to avoid that as much as possible. I like those super aggressive, you know, pre-spawn post-spawn. Um, they're definitely up moving up, but I think we have another big wave coming soon, but I think Reese hit it, hit it, the nail square on the head. Um, I think by the time we hit our next tournament, a lot of these fish are going to be pulled back off and we're going to be in a post-spawn deal. And then, you know, something that I'm kind of curious about, you know, Reese, you, you fish this um, Cincinnati Lakes tournament. You do, you did pretty well. I mean, obviously you won. Um, we had a bunch of trophies and you, you took, I think most of them. You're fishing on Acton, Cowan, and then you, you, then you head down south to Gunnersville. Um, what, what was it like being, being down in Gunnersville after being in Ohio? Uh, well, I, unfortunately I thought going down there that it would be pretty middle of the spawn, but I think we were catching it right at the end. Um, and so a lot of the beds had been abandoned. There weren't any fish on them anymore, but you could still see the beds around. So it was a bit of a distraction a lot of the time because I just want to cast the beds, but a lot of them didn't have fish on them. But I, I did end up catching, uh, unfortunately, after the tournament ended, I found a fish, pretty nice fish on a bed. Uh, I worked her for a few minutes. Um, it was nice to catch a spawn, our first, first spawning fish of the year for me. Yeah, it was, it was just nice to get away from the pre-spawn. We've been in it for, it feels like forever up in Ohio. Finally, nice to get away from that for a little bit. Yeah, definitely. We're in that. Um, we do the, uh, I like to call it the pre-pre-spawn, the pre-pre-pre-pre-pre-spawn. It just seems like it drags out forever. So I'm always jealous of, not really jealous, but um, everyone has their own thing. But you could, you were able to go down to Gunnersville, So that was, that was pretty cool. But welcome back to Ohio. <laughs> um, you, so by winning the Cincinnati Lakes event, you, you get an uh, invitation to the Classic. So congratulations to that. And then there's 11 tournaments in the Tour Series. And you're the first angler to to be invited, but you have to fish six events. Do you do you feel like you're going to fish six events? Yeah, I've got uh, I've got I feel like at least six of them marked off on my little fishing calendar um, that I'm going to be at. So it's it's usually a goal of mine to make it to the classic. So it's nice to get that win out of the way, and now I can just kind of fish free for the rest of the year. Heck yeah! And then um, did you see because it's uh, BKFT? is turning 10 this year. Happy birthday, BKFT. We're going to do some cool things. And one of them is, well, there's a, there's a bunch of them. Um, but, but one of them is that we're going to do, um, the, the top like angler two through 11. So we're going to take 10 anglers two through 11 for every in-person event. And we're going to do a, a drawing and that, that angler will also get into the, uh, we'll, we'll get an invite as long as they fish six events. And, um, and the winner was, uh, Sean Skidmore. So, cause he needed that. He, I don't think he was going to get in. Yeah. I, I think that of all people on the trail, yeah, I think the reigning classic champ in AOI definitely needed that. So good job, Sean. Congratulations. What do you, what do you think, Reese? Do you think he needed that extra win? Uh, you know, out of all the people who could have used it, it was definitely not him. I, I feel like he was pretty much a lock before the season started. I feel like the BKFT should have some sort of like champions, reigning champions exemption to where the, the reigning classic champion gets an auto bid. Oh yeah. 
I think uh, maybe NASCAR does something like that. Like you get in automatically if if whatever. But yeah. Well, let, let's talk about because I, I think everyone really does want to hear about. Um, even though a week ago seems like forever ago, and Greg and I really want to do these conversations right after the event to get like the live, you know, reaction, the the immediate reaction from the anglers. Um, I, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I was exhausted. After two days, I did not know how much Acton and Cowan was going to take out of me. And I drove back and forth each day. So I was exhausted. But Reese, I was, I was asking you about a little bit about your prep going into the event. How much did the wind play into it? And then what was your strategy going into deciding which lake to fish day one or day two? Uh, wind didn't. I, I was cautious of the wind, but it wasn't necessarily a deciding factor for me. The main thing was I, I fished Callan Lake Wednesday night for a couple hours after work. And I put up like 83, 84 inches, somewhere in there. And it was just, it was just easy fishing. And I thought anybody else who pre-fished Cowan would go and realize how easy it was. And I thought most of the field would try to go there first and capitalize on the seemingly easy fishing and I just kind of wanted to get away from the crowd, so I decided to go to Acton first. All right. And, um, Greg, what do you think? Like, that's – I mean, that's not a horrible decision, but how, what do you think about that? So, originally, that was my kind of thought process, too, is I wanted to fish the better lake the second day, hopefully after everyone was off of it. But, you know, leading up to the tournament, you know, the, there was quite a bit of distance between the two lakes, and it seemed like we had quite a bit of campers that were going to go to Acton first. And I thought, okay, well, and you know, that's all doc talk. You never know. So I kind of did the opposite, but I think that's, that strategy was great because going into day two, I mean, I remember looking and seeing Reese was on him pretty quick and I'm like, man, he's, you know, Reese going back to Cowan that day, especially if it's fishing, you know, so well, we're all in trouble. <laughs> Another thing that kind of went into it was, uh, I mean, last year I, I won on Cowan, and so I kind of had a better idea of what to do on the lake if it did get tough and it did if it did get hit really hard on Saturday. I've probably fished Acton maybe four times in my life, even though it's less than an hour from my house. And I felt like if, if Cowan did end up getting hit really hard, I'd have a better chance of making a comeback there, even if it was tough, whereas if – Acton got hit hard I'd I'd be clueless I would have absolutely no clue what to do there yeah and then so leading up to the event you're looking at you know uh April 23rd 24th um water temperatures are in the oh my gosh I can't believe it's a week ago and I'm already forgetting what what were they like I 58 a few yeah. times yeah I think it was high like 50s. low low 50s to mid to high 50s depending where you were at yeah yeah so so Reese, um, going into it and I know both lakes are different and I've heard some people say it's not like a true two day event. It's like two separate events, which I disagree with. I think it was a, I think it was a, I think it was a true two day event on two different lakes. I kind of liked the format. I thought it was cool. I think, I think the best angler, and if you look at Reese and Skidmore and Hannigan uh, Everett Sheets, when you look at the the way that it all like shook out, it's hard to argue with the fact that it was a true tournament. 
Because, like, switching lakes, I, I don't have a problem with that at all. I thought it was cool. But my, my question for Reese um, is, did, like, what, what was your strategy going in? Were you focused on um, the water temperature, like, north end versus south? Were you looking at the, the uh, where you think the fish were positioned as far as, like, main lake or uh, secondary points? The, like, what, what was your strategy kind of going into it? And, and, and was it different for each lake? Actually... It was almost exactly identical for both lakes. Um, I think I weighed all but one of my fish in, on the same two baits. Wow. So both lakes. Yeah. And yeah. It, was, it wasn't so much uh, like water. I, I feel like I feel like we're like we're about to get the juice and then like the fishing gods were like no you will not hear what Reese is about to say you you broke up a little bit so what do you want to hear I'll, I'll say anything um I, I just want to hear what you oh, no. just said I want to hear what you just said so what were how what were we catching them on uh so basically I'll give you I'll give you the juice um Berkeley Frit Side 5, and I think it was Orange Crawl or Yellow Crawl, Honey Crawl, something like that, and a uh, Rapala Shad Wrap in some red crawl color. I don't know what it was exactly. Now, I caught, like, one fish flipping, but that was that was only one. Okay. And that was, that was uh, both, both days? Yeah, both days and both days. All the all the bigger fish, like straight down the line, all the bigger fish I caught um, came on the frit side, and then I filled my limit with uh, shad wrap. Did you make any modifications to the uh, shad wrap, or is it just out of the package? Nope, pull it out of the package and start start chucking. All right, well there you go. But that shad wrap, uh, I have to give you big big props because I know those things can be really tough to cast and so for those two days with the wind we had man you were to go out there and stick them with that that's a that's a great job bud yeah i typically throw it on a spinning rod so it makes it a little bit easier but yeah it was when the wind picked up i think i tended to lean more towards the first side oh yeah i love it man well uh how, how much do you think the the color came into play or do you think it was more about the tight wobble of the of the flat side crankbait you know, I'm honestly not really sure. I've been um, I've been throwing that exact same uh, frit side for like every tournament I've fished this year. Um, and I do I do a little thing in my notes on my phone. I I call it the the baits breakdown, and I keep track of how many fish I weigh in on every bait that I throw. Um, and so far through I I think three or four tournaments. Um, the frit side is leading by like by a long shot and it just keeps working. So I just keep throwing it. All right. Well, I didn't expect you to say this. So that's one of my confidence baits. Uh, Greg already knows that. So I'm going to go ahead and end this podcast now and delete this and not <laughs> tell anyone. Cause I don't, I don't have a lot going for me. Greg, Greg won a tournament today. Uh, Reese won last week. <laughs> and Good job, Reese. Way to, yeah. way to ruin everything. Ruin. Everything is it? Um, the, the, I don't actually. I don't throw the the frit side. Is uh, that's Berkeley, right? Yeah. Um, is that is that balsa or is it plastic? 
No, it's plastic. Yeah, I thought it was plastic. So yeah, so it's a um, crankbaits can get expensive. Um, do you do you, do you have any? Uh, now I'm going to go down a different road, but do you have any like lure retrieval thing in your boat to like get them back if you lose them? No, uh, I was doing a funny thing out on uh, on Acton. There's a lot of primrose that was like kind of growing out oddly far into the water column um and i kept getting my frit side stuck in that i didn't you can't poke it out with your rod or anything so i was taking my net and i would scoop down and i'd catch the treble hooks in my bait and rip it out pretty good technique were you were you down by the dam or were you at the other end um i actually caught all all of my uh, most of my fish at uh like mid lake yeah i'm just glad you didn't say like i was at the dock I can't tell you how many times I'll like talk to someone. And they're like, yeah, I just launched and caught them all right there. I, I did catch a 16 three quarter right at the dock um, Thursday night. Nice. Went back tournament day and it was less successful. Did um, I thought I heard a story at the measure in. Uh, did you tag one late in the day on Sunday to go ahead and lock up big bag for the second day? <laughs> I did. Um I kind of almost felt bad about this. I was, uh, I knew Skidmore was on my tail and I, I made my way back to the boat ramp and I kind of timed it wrong. Um, and so I had like five more minutes to fish. Um, and I had gone by, it's the little Marina at Cowan Lake. I'd gone by one of those docks earlier that day and I marked something on my side imaging. I don't, it was just like a PVC pole or something right next to one of the docks. And I had like, three minutes left in the day and so i just went over and i cast a worm at it nothing hit it so then i cast the front side at it and i pulled an 18 off of whatever it was down in the water with like i i think i submitted it with like three minutes left talk to me a little bit about your your rod and reel setup and then the presentation a little bit with the flat side crankbaits so um i use i it's a g loomis imx pro I think it's an 845 CBR crankbait model. And I that's the rod. And I, I used to use glass rods for most of my crankbaits, but since I started using that thing, I feel like I've been landing a lot more of my fish. Um, and then just a 8 to 1 gear ratio reel, and then I do braid to leader. So it's 30-pound braid to 14-pound fluoro. Um, and I just fish it shallow and try to bump it off of everything I can. Oh, wow. So 8 to 1. So you're... You're really, um, you have to pay attention to your uh, reel speed. Yeah, I, I, I kind of try to reel a little bit slower. Sometimes I catch myself burning it. That's mostly just because I've had a few fish uh, eat that bait and they run towards me like really hard. Um, and actually the, the 20.75 did that. I probably wouldn't have caught it if I had much slower of a reel. I don't know, it just seems to be working. So I, I kind of have to monitor how fast I'm reeling. But it it helps me land more fish for sure. That eight one, I'll tell you, um, just from my perspective. So I actually I love it, and I'm a hundred percent agree about catching up to fish that run at you. I throw all my shallow stuff on a five six to one, but I throw a lot of like square bill style baits to where the number one problem I have, I get, I feel like I get a lot of bites, but when they eat it from behind coming at me, I have to burn that thing as fast as I can. And then what I do is I play them hoping that they hook themselves better. So he's, that's, that's fantastic. And you know, to hear that he's Reese that you're out here with the eight one and just forcing yourself to slow down and 
you know, how we're all kind of different. I'm on the opposite in there. And those Fritz yeah. sides, man, I keep hearing, I'm tired of getting beat with the Fritz sides. I'm going to have to get me some. And there, there's a lot of them. There's, there's probably Rapala makes that, the OG slim. That's pretty good. I haven't had as much luck on that. Well, I'm going to go buy some Fritz sides probably. Yeah. <laughs> so Reese, are you going to be going, you know, May I think it's May 14th. We're at Delaware. And then the 21st, we're at Indian. Are you going to be making either of those? Uh, I will be at Indian. Um, unfortunately, I'm booked up for Delaware. Where are you going that weekend? Uh, I've actually got, I'm going to the Garth Brooks concert in Cincy. That oh, man. I, I was down in Florida when the, when the tickets went. I knew, I told everyone I was with, I'm like, the tickets go on sale Friday. And I was like, hey, I got it. And then I didn't, I didn't do it. But um, dang it, I, I did go. Um, he came to Columbus back in 2000, the world tour 2000. Um, I went to two, uh, two of them. He did like seven nights in a row, I think, oh in, my God. in Columbus. So Man. what, what he did was um, th- there was like some things where they were like, oh, the, the, um, uh, the tickets with Ticketmaster, you, you, you have to sell them for at least this much. And Garth Brooks was like, well, I'll sell them at the least amount that you'll let me sell them. And they were like, well, you'll, you'll sell, you'll sell out quickly. And he was like, well, I'll just keep selling tickets until I stop selling them. And then he sold out for like seven nights in a row. And, um, you know, so then people like me were like, well, I'll go more than once. <laughs> so right. it was kind of cool. So yeah, man, that, that's cool. I know that, that, uh, it's down at Paul Brown stadium. Um, it was because of COVID it was originally scheduled, but it was canceled. And then did you have tickets for the original concert? Uh, no, I didn't actually, I, I didn't even really plan on going to this one. My girlfriend's mom bought like eight tickets when they went up for sale and I guess just figuring people pick them up. And so I'm going with my girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. I love me some, uh, Garth Brooks and George Strait and Addison Johnson. Do you guys know, do you guys listen to Addison Johnson? I started because your posts. I still, I'm still learning, but I saw you post something about him and I was, and I gave him a listen and I like him. I'm going to have to look him up and man, I'm telling you like as a, as a, as a true Garth Brooks and George Strait fan, it's, I mean, it's just good music. Have you listened to uh, Addison Johnson Reese? I don't believe I have. Uh, I gotta, I gotta try to keep up with my country music. Oh, well you a, a playlist that I've had for forever. And it's just like, 80s and 90s country, and I never add anything to it. Looking at the uh, the tra- the tour series anyway for this year, like which event are you looking forward to the most? Um, that's a good question. I mean, we're going uh, to Mosquito Piedmont. I think I think Indian Lake uh, is an interesting one. Um, Portage Lakes. I think we're back up there again sometime in June. Yep. Um, East Harbor always. East West Harbor. And then what? Uh, what do you fish? I know there's like the Bassmaster, and then there's the the Hobie Bos. Like, wh- what's your favorite national tour that you fish? I like I like KBF pretty well. Um, I've got a couple of Hobie Bos that I'm signed up for this year. I still don't think I've fished any of the Bassmaster events. I keep meaning to, and they just end up on weird dates for me yeah all right um did you get 
You get? Are you signed up for the uh, Susquehanna? Yeah. Yeah. Did I say it right? I was. I was wondering if I say it right. Susquehanna. I don't know. I, I say Susquehanna. I don't know what it is. Susquehanna. There's a lot of smallmouth there. Yeah, I'm probably saying it wrong. Uh, where Where are you staying? We have a uh, We have a house. If you wanna, you want a place to stay. So. I think. Um, uh, who are you staying? Are you staying with Hannigan? Yeah. I'm staying with Hannigan. There you go. So so <laughs> we're so we're staying with Hannigan. So there you go. We we are yeah. What else, Greg? I'll be honest with you. I'm not good at digging. For the juice, <laughs> like I want, I want Reese I, to tell me all the things. So Reese, you do. You had mentioned, you know, East West and a lot of the other places, and you had said so far this year you throw that that Fritz side on the regular. Is that kind of one of those deals? Are you one of the folks that throws that thin wobble crankbait all year long, or do you kind of switch out to throw the more wide wobble square bills or maybe wake baits as it warms up? Um, I think the time frame for for it's pretty much worn out. And it's, it's a sad thing because I told you guys I keep up with how many fish I catch on it, but yeah. I also keep up with the average size of fish I catch on it. And it's 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 pretty outstanding. The I mean, I've weighed in, I think I've weighed in 12 fish on it, and the average is 18 inches so far this year. Yeah, that's definitely something sad to put back in the box. Yeah, I know. So if you had to, if you had to pick, you know, your – I always – this is one of my favorite – topics your your favorite technique your number one like and then your hate it technique the one that if you never had to touch it again you wouldn't uh what would be yours Uh, although i don't i don't get to use it much i actually went went down to gunnersville specifically to use it is uh punching um i just i don't know and i it's like i don't like flipping a jig all that much i don't like uh flipping creature baits but punching for some reason there's something about it that appeals to me just pulling them out of the heavy cover um least favorite i don't know a net break i don't like net breaks all that much it's the the pace that i think gets a lot of people yeah i i'm with you there on punching man i i love to punch actually i even attempted it when we were at believe it or not when we were at Acton, i found a bunch of blown in wood and trash up <laughs> the docks and I, did I, the same thing. and I had packed one and i'm like uh why not you know and it, it was blowing really hard but i do i love to punch i love to flip jigs and stuff but uh yeah the uh the ned rig man it catches a ton of fish i just i always have a shot clock in my head when i'm fishing it you know and it's not even so much that i have to fish fast but i have to feel like i'm accomplishing something and I've been beaten with it enough times, but I just, I almost need to tape a rod in my hand with the Ned rig. So I feel you on that. How about you, Billy? Yeah. I'm still learning. So we'll, we'll, just, we'll go with that. Can we just settle there? I'm still learning, but I want to, um, I want to talk to Reese a little bit about, um, sometimes when we get people on here for the first time, I kind of want to talk to you a little bit about like, how'd you get into fishing? How'd you get into kayak fishing? Like where, where did this all start? Uh, it's kind of a funny story. Um, my first event I ever fished was, uh, it was East Harbor a long time ago. Um, my dad's buddy lent us a couple of kayaks and we just went out and fished and, uh, we decided we wanted to try it some more. So I believe the story is there was a kayak that got run over on the highway or something. 
and it got like welded back together, like plastic welded back together. And my dad bought it for twenty five dollars um, and threw me in it. And then the first tournament I fished out of it was Columbus Rivers back in like twenty sixteen. And I ended up winning the tournament in this little yellow. I call it the banana. I still have it. Um, and then, you know, once you win one, you just want to keep winning them. And I don't think I won a tournament again until last year. I came close a lot of times, but, you know, I'll just keep upgrading the kayak. And uh, here I am. Well, I love that. And um, I don't know. Like, I have a nickname of Billy Bananas. Um, it's a long story. But is there any any chance I can get that kayak for the Columbus Rivers? I'll, I'll fish out of it. Do you still have it? Mm, I don't know about that. Oh! I do still have it. All right, fair enough. I get it. It's sacred to me. It's sacred. All right. <laughs> I'd, I'd ruin it. So what do you fish out of now, Reese? Tell hey, us about your rig. Uh, right now, I'm fishing out of an Old Town Predator PDL. And then... Um, just this past week, uh, my dad picked up a, an old town autopilot from Strictly Sail. That's a good moment to talk about Strictly Sail and kayak down in Blue Ash. That yeah. autopilot, I'm not even kidding. I love my PA14360 and I have, what else do I have, Greg? I have another uh, one. You, you have a compass. You oh, I have a compass. It. Yeah, I have a compass I just bought. Um, but that autopilot, I look at that and I'm like, man. That's where, like, am I, am I wrong? Like that? It is an amazing kayak. I got to fish out of it for about two hours today at the end of the day. I was getting absolutely killed in the tournament and I, I had a couple fish on beds that I wanted to go look at. And I was like, what better opportunity to use the spot lock? Uh, and so the first fish I actually caught out of it was a pretty decent bed fish. Um, I got, I got right up on it and i had to stand up on the seat so i could see um but i put on the spot lock it held me right in place uh i think it probably took me 10 minutes and i caught her um super stable spot lock is awesome it's nice not needing to pedal anywhere it's just a sweet kayak so 10 minutes trying to catch the the bedfish so what what did i just oh, i want to know more about that tell me about that well, I, um, I've got a specific bed fishing bait that I like very much that I, um, he, my dad had pulled up on shore and he was done fishing for the day. And so I just threw my stuff in his kayak and took off after this fish. I knew it was there. It had been sitting there for a while. Um, and I forgot to bring my plastics. So, um, I didn't have my bed fishing bait. And so I, I went over, um, and I just had like a, Bass Pro Shops Creature Bait on one of my rods. And first time I pitched it in there, fish didn't like it. Swam away from the bed, actually. So I got kind of got pretty worried. But I think it was like the third time I put it on the bed. It was laying there when she swam up. And she immediately got nose down on it. And that's when I knew I was going to be able to catch her. And yeah, it just took, I don't know, probably five, five to seven more minutes from there. of Just pitching it on the bed and letting it sit there. And eventually, um, one of the times I threw it up there and I couldn't, she was, she was probably in five or six feet of water, so I couldn't see all that well, but, um, I saw she was nose down on my bait when I went to go pick up on it. I just felt weight. So I set the hook and sure enough, she had it. 
was able to land her. Nice job. Nice patience, man. That's awesome. You've talked a couple times about, um, uh, you know, obviously your dad's driving with you, and then you said he had taken out for the day and whatever. Um, does your dad sign up for the tournaments? Um, he used to sign up. Uh, I think he's going to be signing up a little bit more. What do you think, Dad? Yeah. Well, I, I'll definitely be in the tournament at some point. Now yeah. that I've got something decent to figure out. Yeah, he just upgraded from a little sitting kayak to an autopilot. So I think he'll definitely oh. be a little bit more involved. Um, you're clearly one of those guys that if you go back to 2013, 14, 15, you've been putting the work in for a really, really long time. Like, how how much... Um, just t- talk to me about that. For for an angler that's getting into it and they want to be serious in the tournament scene, like, wh- how much work do you put in to just getting better as an angler? There's absolutely nothing in the world that tops time on the water. And... Sometimes I struggle to get my kayak out consistently, but I can go hit ponds. I can, I mean, just learning from what other people do, watching other people watch. I mean, YouTube, YouTube is a thing now, and you could probably learn everything there is to know about fishing off just YouTube videos, reading and looking at maps and applying what you learn on the water. I don't think there's any, anything that replaces time on the water when you're talking about fishing. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, like it, it, not even time on the water, but this is why it's so valuable for anglers on a local scene to be able to go back and reflect on like the people that did well, because I put a lot of work into looking at the maps, my strategy, where am I going to fish? And then when people win doing something, I mean, in my mind, anyway, it's, they, they did something different than what I planned to do. I love to just kind of reflect back, you know, so I, I love what you said, like learning from what other people are doing and YouTube is big on that. So, and Reese said something in there that was, I, I think is a huge key. Um, cause I'm kind of the same way early, especially early in the year with the wind we've had this year, I don't always get my kayak out as much as I would like, but I still go fishing. Um, especially early in the year up here with ice, when we get ice and everything, the fundamentals of everything from being accurate when you cast to to fighting fish to landing fish to all the little things we kind of take for granted um i that's why any chance that we get you know we go even if it's for an hour on the bank somewhere um because yeah i think experience on the water um is is really really important and it doesn't matter how you get there just get out there um you know my daughter just got into the tournaments and one of the biggest things i tell her is you have to develop a system that's comfortable for you don't try to fish like me don't try to fish you know like billy try to fish like you like you make sure you're doing it right and just perfect it so the more the you know the more you get out there no matter how you get out there i think you for for new guys especially that's and and girls that's how you're gonna evolve much quicker yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Do not fish like Billy. Um, I didn't say that. <laughs> no, that's what I said. Also, um, I got some zinc zinc oxide for my nose. So the burnt the burnt nose is going away. In case you guys were worried about my burnt nose. Every time that the sun comes out and we go fishing, I worry about your nose. I know. It get, it, I, did, I never thought I had a big nose, but oh, maybe it's bigger than I thought. Um, well, listen, look. I want to wrap this up, but um, Reese, 
you're killing it and you're you're doing a great job. You're you're still my we we had talked about it before I uh failed to hit record. You were my favorite last year to win the classic. And uh I don't know, I think I mean early on this year, I think you're you're definitely one of the favorites this year as well. So um you're killing it and good job. I don't want to say the pressure's off because you know, that's probably if you let your guard down and you know, that's when crazy things happen, but uh Man, you're, you're I fish do- better. I fish yeah. better without pressure. Yeah, well, I, th- I think you're. I think you're going to win. You're going to be the champion. Um, I think you're going to run away with it. You're going to destroy everyone. Um, <laughs> so. I think I you're going to have that. ninety we'll inches every time we'll out. I will say uh, one more shout out to Reese uh, before the the Cincinnati uh, strictly sale events. Uh, you had fished a tournament and you didn't do too hot, and uh, you had kind of expressed a little bit of your frustration you know and to see you just rebound and come out and just crush that tournament man that that just shows you know every day is a new day and just trust your instincts and trust yourself and just go out there and get it done and you did that man and a huge congratulations to you and i definitely look forward to seeing you up at indian and all the rest of the tournaments we go to yeah good appreciate point. that thanks yeah and then uh before we wrap it up uh anyone reese that you want to give a shout out to just strictly sailing kayak for uh, sponsoring that event, and uh, all the guys who helped run the BKFD. I think everybody really appreciates it. It's a really well-run trail. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, a lot of a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. And um, as far as strictly sailing kayak, I've said it a million times. We could not do this without the sponsors. So big shout out to them. And it wouldn't be successful if we didn't have anglers like. Reese Stoughton, so congratulations on your victory and your four trophies. You got four trophies. Yeah, I yeah. got four trophies. I always wanted one of those catch trophies. I, I don't know that I wanted four of them. Yeah, I wanted one of – I was like, oh, I want one of the red ones. And then it's like, oh, Reese gets four of them. <laughs> so I'll probably win like a blue one or a orange one or something. But – you get one of a different color, I'll trade you. Oh, yeah, we'll trade. Okay. <laughs> and, you, and you got $1,200. So that's not bad either. Or, yeah, not too, shabby. not too shabby. Yeah, not too shabby at all. So thanks, Reese. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah, be, be safe, guys. Mm-hmm.